the ability to be in your body and in your senses and present in the moment and not thinking about past resentments, not thinking about the laundry that has to be folded, not thinking about your troubles, but actually being in the moment, right? Busy, busy thoughts, distraction, not having performance anxiety, like judging yourself, you know, how am I doing, right? Being able to actually receive and be present. Do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Hell 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 show. show. Yeah, baby. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back again to another Head Over Heels show episode. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yes, I am. And we just finished. Yes, you are beautiful. <laughs> or yes, you're here. I'm here. And, and beautiful. Yes, you're like in the class. Nina Kako. Yes, miss. Yes, yes, mister. Well, we just finished a uh, like two or three week birthday celebration for, for Miss Nina over here. Well, it is a Scorpio season, so it's an entire month celebration. It definitely was. <laughs> lots and lots of fun going out, doing things with our friends. And our last hurrah was on Saturday. And we came in a little late with some friends that came visit us from Montreal. And then they left and went home. And then we had a, I can only say an amazing naked Sunday. <laughs> I actually would exactly describe it like that. It was a naked Sunday that we didn't do shit all day. Luckily, our kids were away as well. Yeah, they so we had the house to ourselves. Raj and I were literally on the couch under those Comfy blankets all day long, naked, watching the movies. We watched a rock movie. We watched documentaries. We did a little bit of work on the computer, but we didn't have to get up off of our spots. Uber Eats came right to the door. I know. Amazing. <laughs> so that was Good the loss of our hurrah, like Roger says. But that doesn't mean that my birthday is over. The month is still not over. I don't know if I'm going to party as hard as I did for the past two weeks, but I think we, we're still going to celebrate every day. I don't know because- if I have it in me. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I don't either. I woke up this morning. I looked outside. I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. I should go for a run. I didn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, run. <laughs> I'm exhausted. But we are going to the gym later on today. There you go. It's Monday and Tuesdays are extremely hard for us because we have so much work to do early in the morning. So we don't make it to the gym. But we do go later on in the afternoon. And we're doing that today. And I wanted to put it out there for everybody. We do a lot of live streams on TikTok. On TikTok. So if you guys want, you come in, if you want to get to know us a little bit more, there's two ways to do it. Well, three ways. Obviously, you listen to our podcast. And then second, to come to our TikTok and watch our lives and some of our funny videos at t.fam. Which we're going to have in the show notes here in this episode and every other episode, by the way. 
our Instagram, we have a couple Instagram accounts. You have Nina's Instagram account that kind of shows our daily life. And the reason why I say this is a good one to, to follow is if you want to see if we're really about what we say we are. The real deal. The real deal. <laughs> then you'll see it there. I mean, I know a lot of people say that you know, only the, the good stuff ends up on social media. It is true, but we do post well, Nina posts quite a bit on inner stories and everything to kind of paint a picture of how our days are and our TikTok lives. I mean, we're ourselves. This is how we are. And you can see how uh, our friends there interact with us as well and see see what we're really about. But also when it comes to social media, baby, a lot of people say, oh, this is real and that's not real. I don't agree with that because we promote a healthy, positive lifestyle. I am not going to go post every argument we ever have, which it's honest to be honest, we don't argue as much as most couples do. For some reason, we have a very easy, easygoing relationship. But I'm also not going to be negative on this platform because who the fuck wants to follow someone that's negative exactly. or saying bad shit about life? No, I want to. I'm promoting the good things in life, the things that because what you focus on grows. I focus on positive growth in my life and my family, and that's what I promote, and that's how I live my life. So I urge you to to follow me there because I do want you to have what I have in my life, which is incredible. And that's just by being resilient and being working really hard at it and not forgetting who I am, where I come from, but also unstuck in the past. That, yeah. That's the, that's what I promote. Nina's comment about have what we have previous episode 58 kind of explains that. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, want you to have exactly what we have. We just want you to enjoy your life as much as we do. Be happy as much as we are. Yes, absolutely. So that's a, a small breakdown, but the episode 58 breaks it down a lot better than that. Today we have... A great guest that we met. Debbie Alzea is an intimacy specialist and she helps women create a loving, sexy relationship, not only with their man, but with themselves. And this is why I want her on the show. I want her to promote how women can take care of themselves internally and be aware of who they really are, what they really want in life before they expect that from their partner. They expect their partner to make them happy. They expect their partner to give them what they want. Well, she's here to tell us otherwise. And she's also here to share with us six great things women need to know about how to have a great lovemaking slash sex, which I think is extremely important in every relationship to be in. Without great sex, it's a dead relationship, really. Yeah, your roommates. So, seriously, seriously. But a lot of women I personally know don't have that knowledge. And I would love for Debbie to help these women understand that. She does it in a way that she's not man bashing. No. She's, not, she's just talking about women and what they need to do. It has nothing to do with the man and his attitude or his no. perspectives on life. It's all on what you do. Create your own as a woman. Yeah, it's your perspective on life as a woman. And she teaches you how to handle yourself in every aspect of the way to, to have a great relationship. Sounds good. Well, well without further ado, <laughs> Debbie Elzea, everybody. So welcome, Debbie. Welcome to Head Over Heels Show. We are so excited to have you on. I saw you on YouTube. I saw one of your videos regarding women and intimacy, and I was really, really intrigued as I feel like I have similar values to yours and in terms of relationship, in terms of women and their body and their intimacy and all that. So why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Just give us a little context for our audience. Thank you so much, Nina. Let's see. I live in Loveland, Colorado. I am happily married to Dave. I am a mother, a psychotherapist, but I use coaching methods exclusively because the approach is 
Most women don't need therapy. They're not broken. It's just that relationships and female sexual pleasure and such are complicated. And we take a very, you know, from this day forward approach rather than kind of psychoanalysis. So I think you were you were drawn to my article that I published in the uh, American Family uh, Therapy uh, magazine on what are six things that women need for pleasurable, connected sex lives. Is that what yes. you uh, like yes, to have? That article that intrigued me. And I really want to know more about that. And, you know, when you talk about sex, it always sort of refers to a man, to masculine. And a lot of women tend to shy away from that word. I want to bring that up. I want women to feel more comfortable with that word because we do have the same needs as men, you know, but we just don't talk about it as much. Yeah. So I want to empower women to really enjoy their lovemaking. And I'm a romantic. So I talk when I use it, I usually even don't even like the term have sex because I'm like, you know what? Animals have sex. Couples who love each other make love. And I believe that that is what we crave as women, even though Cosmo magazine and a lot of the feminist movement has told us for years that we should be able to just enjoy sex and pound it out like a man. It leaves us feeling empty and used. And so one of the numbers, you know, in my factors of what women need one of the big one is emotional connection, partner, emotional connection, feeling safe, feeling desired. Those are the the atmosphere that brings out our sexual empowerment and even exclusivity, not wondering, is he going to call? Am I his one and only? Yeah, I think I'm I'm old fashioned in that. And that's what women crave to really feel sexually empowered. What do you think? I agree 100%. I feel like it's the exact same way as you, you do when it comes to that. I've been with my husband for 24 years. Every time we go somewhere, people say, you guys are still in love. You're still all over each other. Is this real? I'm like, 100%. What you see at the gym, at the store, at our work, whatever it is that we do, it's how we are all the time. We do have sexual activities, as you may say, but we make love. Like, I love him. I love being intimate with him. I, like you said, he makes me feel safe. He makes me feel wanted and needed. And a lot of women don't have that in their life. And that's why you're here. But I think a lot of it, too, has to do with all the things you said. A guy needs the same thing. I I want to feel wanted. I want to feel like she wants it. I'm not always pushing her to do it. So whiskey and all that stuff is the same thing. The guy wants the same thing. He wants to make sure that it's mutual. As Daddy has said that the number one desire for women is to feel desired by their man. And what do you think the number one desire for men is? To feel desired by the woman? Yeah. How about that? See, we're not that far apart. (laughs) (laughs) I used to think to be respected by his woman, because I still think that's a big deal for a man. In the relationship, yes, absolutely. You are correct, Nina. That is what a man wants more than anything from his woman is to feel respected and appreciated in the relationship. But when it comes to sex, he wants to feel desired, which in a way is a form of respect. You had mentioned that that you were in a, a sexist marriage for quite a long time. We had some some people on our, we do a lot of TikTok lives and stuff like that. And we talk to our, our friends. One particular woman said, it's been eight months since she had sex with her husband. With her husband. So and I was blown what away. You, what would you say to somebody like that? How could the woman, because she's the one to ask the question, how could she ch- take charge in a situation and make make that change? So her husband has turned off of her, doesn't want to make love to her. Is that the, the issue? That's the way she made it sound, but I don't know how much effort she's putting into it as well. Right. 
So I actually wrote an article on why men lose interest in sex or lose desire for their women, for their wives generally. And it was based on this study of 4,000 couples in sex-starved relationships. So, And it was the man who lost desire. So the interesting thing is for the majority of men, they, you know, even though there was a lot, a lot of women suspect, oh, he has erectile dysfunction, he's depressed, you know, that it's these kind of factors. Most of the men actually said, I do have interest in sex, just not with her. And they cite the relationship issue. They feel disrespected and emasculated. So they've shut down emotionally. They've been turned down so many times that they found other outlets relationship issues shut. I wish I had it in front of me, the article right now, but they're bored, right? They're, they're bored. It's the same old, same old, and they don't feel desired by their woman. So there's many reasons that are, you know, either between the physical and the depression, but they're mostly relationship issues. And so the woman does have the power. So if her man, that's what I, if I was working with her and be like, okay, let's get to the core of your relationship issue. You know, are you the kind of wife that you would want to come home to are you his girlfriend are you sweet and sexy or are you busting his balls and then saying why the heck aren't you having sex with me either duh you know? wearing your flannel pajamas like my husband calls it <laughs> <laughs> he wants to put all my flannel pajamas if i have any because he's like you shouldn't be wearing them and i agree i agree with him but, uh, when I say flannel pajamas, I mean the ugly pajamas. They're too big. They're ripped. They're granny panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The granny says, panties and pajamas. Right. You wouldn't wear them if you were just start dating. You want to make sure you show them all, all your perfect angles. You know what I mean? Why do it when you're married? I agree. Well, you get up and get dressed and you want to look cute when you go to work or when you go out with your friends. Why not look cute when you hang out with your husband or wife? It's so true. I sometimes say to, to my gals that I coach, it's like, okay, they work from home or they're, or they stay at home mothers and they're in sweatpants and all this all day. And I'm like, well, you know, your husband's coming home at six o'clock. What's so wrong with fixing yourself up to look cute and flirty? You know, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> so, love that. I love that. I was actually doing that on, on TikTok live one time I was getting my hair done. And one of the ladies like, where are you going? It's five o'clock. Are you going out? I said, no, actually my husband's on his way home. So I want to look cute because we're going to cook together. She goes, Oh my goodness, you just gave me a great idea. I'm going to go get fix my hair because my husband's coming home too. And that made me feel so good because I actually inspired her to do something good for herself and her husband. That was amazing. What else do you do for your coaching? How else do you teach women to be in touch with their needs? What are the other steps? So, I mean, there's so much emphasis on self and self-love and things like that. But, and, and I'm like, you know, what would make you feel really good is to be adored by your husband. Wouldn't that just be wonderful to be your husband's adored woman? How do we get there? So that's what my program is actually called the cherished woman program. And it's like a self growth. I help them feel better about themselves and their lives so that they show up in a better mood and happier and less stressed. And guess what happens? Your man is magnetically drawn to you Absolutely. when you are cheerful and in a good mood. Are they? Are, are you not, Roger? Don't you love it? Absolutely, hundred percent. And the same thing goes with with me when I come home. My kids asked me at one point. I was changing, but putting on cologne and stuff like that. And they're like, "Oh, where are you going? You, you got an appointment?" I'm like, "No, I'm going to see mom downstairs. I want to. I want to look good. She likes this smell, so she she wants to smell to smell it off me. It makes her a little bit giddy. So I want giddy Nina, not mad Nina." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. your best self. 
Yeah. Bring your best self. Often we like give all our best self at work, right? You see all the energy, all the, you know, dressing up. And then we get home and we turn into a slump and <laughs> yeah. take our spouse for granted when they want our best self. And, and to kind of epitomize that for women, I say, be a sexy girlfriend. Remember how you were like mm-hmm. when you wanted him to fall in love with you, to marry you. Remember how sweet and sexy and fun we were? Yeah. yeah. So the argument could be this too, Debbie. Listen, I've got two, three kids to take care of. I've got dinner to make. I've got the phone call. Like they're busy. They have busy lives as well. So, I mean, I'm not one of them, by the way, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, this is our typical average woman. This is her issue. I'm too busy. How do they but make time we, for themselves? Yeah. But if we don't prioritize our relationship with our husband, well, we put our family at jeopardy, right? We no longer have the best thing we can do for our kids is to create a safe and loving nest for them. And by not prioritizing our intimacy with our man, it's at risk. It could cause a divorce or at least be bad role models that are fighting and not showing good role models for our kids, but divorced at worst. It's nurturing for you. If you just look at your husband as one more thing on your list and he's annoying and he has needs and God dang it, I'm busy, right? One more child. And that's not going to work. But if you look at it like this is my partner and by loving and nurturing each other and by making love, we're going to make each other feel good and it's stress release. And the more love I show him, the more he rises up to help me around with things like that because men want to help their woman, right? And, And be a teammate. But they want appreciation and respect for that too. It depends on how you view your man. Is he a source of love and fulfillment for you? Or is he just another chore? It's a mindset for the woman. Preach, please, Plus, preach. Because I agree with everything you're saying. I think it should be told more, more and more to, to women. You could be busy with kids and all that stuff. All we're asking for is like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to wait more than 30 seconds. Kidding, I'm kidding. Right, Debbie? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just give a hug too, you know? Are you giving lots of hugs and touch? Well, that's what we said. Find words. They don't take long at all. That's one thing that Nina and I have been saying is, you know, people ask us, oh, you guys have sex every day or how many times a day you have sex? And we're like, we feel like we have sex every day. Maybe it's not every day, but I can tell you this, we have sexual activity every day. Whether it's just me going up and grabbing and hugging and squeezing or whatever, or vice versa, it happens. The flirt is there. So it kind of feels like we're having it when we're not having it. Yeah, the sexual bond is so important. And uh, it releases all these oxytocin and all these bonding hormones, you know, that make you feel good, feel attached to one another. They keep you together for the long run. It's important to keep it up. No pun intended. <laughs> I use that on this podcast. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned the six things women need. For a great love yeah. and sex lives. Now, what what yeah, would so not every couple or every woman has it as loving and connected as you do or that I do, right? Because female sexuality is complicated. We receive a lot of negative messages about our sexuality, shaming, guilt, uh, body image issues, issues, not making a priority, not being able to get out of our busy, busy, distracted minds not feeling emotionally connected to our partner. There's a lot of things that kind of need to be in order for a woman to really feel both relaxed and aroused and satisfied all of the above. Yeah. I kind of grouped it into six things to kind of, and they are knowledge, worthiness and confidence, time, embodiment, 
creativity and the all-important emotional connection. Do you what want do you me to go into detail on this? Like the first one, you said knowledge. What do you mean by knowledge? Yeah, knowledge. Okay. So most people didn't receive a very good sex education, right? And at least in America, it's frequently about don't get pregnant, don't get an STD, scaring you, right? Well, we need a sexual education that is pleasure-based. I mean, the anatomy alone, most people think the clitoris is like a little bean or pea-sized things when actually the clitoral network has as much erectile tissue and is the size of the average penis. But it's all under the surface. Who right. knew, right? Most people don't even know that or that it takes 20 to 40 minutes for a woman's body to become fully primed. So by knowledge, I say not only the anatomy of the arousal of arousal for females and such generally, but what does this specific woman like? What are her turn-ons, turn-offs, and her maybes, right? We don't know until we've kind of explored. Leave it to a woman to hide all that stuff. <laughs> true. <laughs> Our sexy parts are hidden under the surface. Figures you 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 right out there in front. Yours are swing zero to six inches in 60 seconds or less. Crazy. Way more complicated. Oh my God, that's crazy. (laughs) But I guess that makes sense because if you're with your partner for so long, it's different when it's at the beginning and then 20 years later. You get to know each other. You get to know who, you know, who your wife is, who your husband is and what they like, what they don't like. So knowledge is obviously the most important part of it. That's true. Like, I mean, even in Canada, I grew up in Canada. She grew up in Iraq. Her sexual education was not as a Catholic, growing up as a Catholic, you don't talk about that stuff. Are you crazy? Ever. You're expected to get married and just enjoy it. Yeah. Exactly. It's shamed, it's denied, and then you're supposed to be fantastic at it once you get married. Yeah, you don't enjoy it. You just do it for having babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the message a lot of women get. And we exactly. had very crappy sex ed courses in high school. I mean, I, I learned how to put a condom on a banana. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's about it. What was the number two one on your... uh... Number two was worthiness and confidence. You know, the belief that her sexual desires are normal, that she deserves pleasure, that her body is attractive, you know, that she has confidence and that she's not just putting out a performance for a man. As you're saying this, I'm thinking of so many people that I know that are that way because a lot of women don't have that confidence in, in themselves sexually. And it's heart, heartbreaking, honestly, because I see them as beautiful, strong, intelligent women. But when it comes to that, they and it begins with them. I believe it begins with them. They have issues. They have issues when it comes to that. Yeah. And it's sad because everyone should feel like she's on top of the world when it comes to that. Well, I've heard an interview with a woman, it was an actress, but she was talking about how she always wears lingerie under her clothes. And they said, well, why, why would you wear, like, nobody can see it? And she's like, well, I know I'm wearing it. I feel powerful, just like a man would with a, with his power suit. That's great. So they feel, you're walking around, you you have a gun in your back pocket. You feel safe. You feel like you're, you're protected. It's the same thing. She's got the same power. Yeah. Cool. I guess it makes sense. Everyone has their own way. Like I feel that way when I work out. I work out six days a week. And if I don't, I feel powerless. I don't feel, you know, as confident as I am when I'm working out. So that's why I never stop. I just find it so empowering to me um, as a human, as a woman. So I guess everyone has their thing, you know? Yeah. So there's the upside, you know, the confidence, but there's also getting rid of the shame and the guilt. And for instance, I'll do in my coaching, because there's so much sexual shame out there. What's the cure largely for shame is to realize you're not alone, that everyone has, you know, negative 
feelings, guilt, shame about things. So we'll do something that I call a shame share, which is um, I got my doozies too. You know? <laughs> so she'll share what's been, you know, something that she's always been ashamed of and holding it inside and feeling that she was alone. And I'm like, hey, you're not alone. This is like so common and things like that. And it's so liberating to realize that, you know, to feel empathy by someone else that's been there and such. So releasing shame in an atmosphere of empathy is something that helps build your worthiness. Worthiness, confidence. Yeah. Yeah. What about number three? Time. So that goes into two facets. Um, One is making the time, putting the time and effort into lovemaking and not just having it be the last thing on your to-do list when you're both exhausted late at night, Mm. right? So prioritizing your your intimacy. And the other thing is giving your body time, the slow time that it often takes to warm up for a woman. So if a man is like a microwave, like swing, right? A woman is like a crock pot (laughs) or better yet, a wood burning stove. Right. A wood burning stove. We need kindling. We need that fire burn stoked. And that's like romance and touch. I think that's where the kind of like what I jokingly say, the sexual activity stuff throughout the day comes in. A couple little flirt, flirty texts or whatever while you're working, maybe a phone call. When you come in, instead of just giving a hug, you give a little bit of a squeeze and you just kind of compliments, all that stuff. And you see her getting more in the mood, essentially getting a little bit more turned on by the fact that I'm home and all that stuff. So it's well, even your hugs are a little longer than usual, which yeah. I love. I love because you kind of make me feel you, you know, when you're hugging me for so long, I'm like, yeah. Ooh, this kind of feels amazing. So yeah, back to the hugs. It's, it's a great way. Yeah. We do a lot of those. Yeah, you describe something, which is that women like to feel this emotional connection to the man to put them in the mood to actually make love. Now, here's the irony, because there's so many male-female differences that get in the way of this. The irony is that frequently men don't feel like very romantic if their love tank is empty. And how do you fill a man's love tank? Through sex. So it's like they often get in this stalemate where he is not in the mood to feel sweet and romantic because he hasn't had sex in days or weeks. Right. He doesn't feel like it, but she's not in the mood for sex because she's like, why should I have sex with you? You're not even sweet and romantic to me. And there's like this standoff where they don't have sex anymore. Right. It's a leading right. cause of sex starved marriages. The best thing to do, like you said, if you wait till the end of the day, things go away. If you kind of wake up a little bit early, knowing that this is what you're going to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. It might be just, you know, the kids are still asleep. You can, you can make a little bit of noise if you want to. And, you know, yeah, a little bit of fun every morning. And then that way you're, you know, walk a little bit of a skip in your step all day. All day. The afterglow effect lasts sometimes, you know, a day, several days. And absolutely. And I mean, you never know. By the time he gets home, maybe you're still in the mood and all of a sudden bang, you, get, <laughs> Most get, of the time you, you get it twice. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned something, Roger, which is morning. The man's testosterone is highest in the morning. If that woman is in a sex starved relationship, Start with the mornings. Hey, why? How do you think he wakes up to go to the gym early in the morning with me? <laughs> I'm like, let's go, baby. <laughs> no, this is amazing. I love this. I love this. I, I, I hope a lot of women gets in between a lot of women's ears because I think it's a great education here. You're doing an amazing job. So, what's our fourth one, babe? Fourth one is embodiment. Okay, now what that means is the ability to be in your body and in your senses and present in the moment. 
and not thinking about past resentments, not thinking about the laundry that has to be folded, not thinking about your troubles, but actually being in the moment, right? Busy, busy thoughts, distraction, not having performance anxiety, like judging yourself, you know, how am I doing, right? Being able to actually receive and be present. And it's a difficult thing for women. It's kind of an easy thing for men, right? Confirm this for me, Roger. Men, sex, focus, right? Easy. You're a hunter. Well, we're a gatherer. Our minds are like very, you know, often distracted. So it takes a lot of, a lot for us to be very present and in the moment and focused. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like you said, you want to, women want to feel comfortable and safe and knowing that there's a bunch of laundry needs to be done, knowing that my kids need my attention, knowing all this stuff, it's hard for us to get relaxed and focused, like you're saying, and men, all they think of is that. That's why we're yeah, so different. We're so different than men and women. So different. Men have this wonderful ability to be single focused, right? They can just focus. There's a funny Dave Chappelle line where he says, if a woman would have sex with a man in a cardboard box, a man would never buy a house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's right. He really is. Just do it. He doesn't care. He just sex, 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 sex. We need it all right. We need the room clean. We need the sheets clean, right? That is 100% true. Being real estate for 17 years almost, I know that it's true because 99.9% of the time when they're buying a house, it's a woman's decision to buy that house. It's not the man's. <laughs> the man's probably thinking, okay, if she gets the house she wants, we're going to have lots of sex here. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bigger exactly. the house, the better. The promises. The, the bigger the house, the more sex you're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. So what's uh, then next on the list is creativity. Bedroom boredom sets in. How do you know what you like unless you've, kind of explored what's on the sexual menu, mm-hmm. right? And my one of my favorites is sacred sexuality, Tantra, which is this deeply connected form of lovemaking that is kind of brings in the spiritual, brings in energies. And what I like about this is it's sustainable over the long term. I think that like people get caught into this porn model where they want to add spice. Like, what do we do? What do we do? Spice and activities. Whereas I think it's hard to keep topping, you know, (laughs) to keep um, ratcheting it up. But I believe this kind of deep connected lovemaking is very sustainable over the long term. So if you haven't tried it, you know, give it a try. We've actually been invited to do it. We've been invited to go for a weekend for Chancho. We have not had it the weekend because of COVID, but we would love to try it and see what it's all about because we heard great things from it, from you, from other other guests that have been on the show. Yeah. They've talked highly about it. So it's something that's on our list. <laughs> we'll be checking it soon. I'll be, te- I'll be teaching at Tantra Fest Mexico uh, coming up next week in Mexico. So oh, really? even I'll be teaching a workshop where, on it. Where in Mexico? Yeah. Mex- it's outside of Mexico City. It's in a mountain town nearby there. Amazing. Do you do those regularly or? Not that regularly. I mean, they don't have that many tantric events. You have to go to Mexico for it, right? <laughs> and COVID has put a, you know, put a kibosh on these like kind of in-person events. But yeah, otherwise, it's interesting because tantric events for us have been like largely very uneven, right? Because some tantric practitioners are like, tantric is 99% non-sexual. And then I don't want to end up accidentally at one of those events, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're like, we're here for the sex and the connection and things like that. So it's like, there's two different thoughts on tantra. One is very spiritual and the other is let's bring this together as a, you know, couples bonding activity. And, and it's used also kind of in between is like a healing modality. 
but there's various different types. So be sure to find when you find your tantric practitioner or teacher, choose them carefully. Like I bring tantric practices into helping couples connect and lovemaking, but I'm not a tantric guru, right? I'm just like, let me take the sexy things and teach them to you because not everybody's on the spiritual path, especially not the man. Like he's not necessarily going to sign up for like, you know, um, he wants the good stuff. <laughs> he wants the good stuff. He wants his woman turned on. And what's tantric about? It's about slow, conscious lovemaking that is not goal oriented, right? Because yeah. when we're too goal oriented and we're just chasing orgasms, that's like it, frequently it means for women, it's not going to happen, right? It right? Because we're too much thinking about it, right? Oh my god, am I going to come? Am I taking too long? All this stuff. It like puts us out of the present and into this goal focus and it makes it less likely to happen. So one of the things about tantric is just being present in the moment and taking your time. And if it happens, it happens. So there's good things to be taken out of it that don't necessarily require you to be, you know, um, and it's kind of funny how women are sitting there in their heads thinking, Oh, am I going to come? Am I going to come? Am I going to come? And guys are thinking in there, don't come, don't come, don't come, don't come. (laughs) (laughs) That is so ironic how we are built so differently. It's like, well, here's the reason. Like people don't understand like, why is this so hard? Why is female sexuality's pleasure so hard? It's like the entire survival of the human species or of any species is dependent on this man's orgasm. He's always going to come or the whole human species would die out. The female orgasm is just almost a lucky coincidence because we are in the utero. You know, we both started at the same and just like a man has nipples and they're not really useful for anything. Right. A woman has a clitoris, which is basically an early version of the penis. And that's why we can actually climax and things like that. But it's not necessary, is it? We still get pregnant without it. The species lives on. So that is part of it. That's why a man, his orgasm is like, you know, you're fighting not to come and she's struggling too. And often a couple will both uh, will fail. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) What would you say is last but not least on your, uh, because we went to. Well, not the least at all is partner emotional connection, feeling safe, loved, desired, seen, Mm -hmm. Um, all of that is so important, you know, so, and I, in my coaching, I, I help that because I acknowledge male, female differences, right? A lot of what we see in culture and even in therapy and marriage counseling is gender neutral, yep. gender neutral, like it's a social construct, right? Let's that it's a bias to be eliminated. I think I have like the kind of the rare approach, which is Hey, the more we step into our feminine, basically, the more we build up our man and his masculine, the more we increase attraction, this polarity. Like, I love what's manly about a man and he loves what's feminine about me. And we're not competing with each other anymore. We're appreciating the differences. So I help women because in my coaching, I help women. I help them really see and appreciate the the male-female differences. I ask them, what's what do you love and admire about your man? What do you find strong about him, manly about him, sexy about him? And we focus on that. Builds up the male's energy and the dynamic, the sexual pulse. So, And it's something that you don't just do when you want to have sex. It's something you have to do all the time. You got you to gotta create that safety. You got to create that kind of... Back to being your tank being full. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. the same thing. It's your love tank, whether it's, you know, the emotional safety, like maybe you were saying, whatever... Yeah. It's the deep building that up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a long-term thing. It's not like something that you're just doing to have sex. You're doing it 
to build confidence and build respect and build the desire to want to be around each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, men often right. are, you know, they, they like to protect and provide and we like to connect and nurture and, and such. And we, there's a good balance, you know, rather than both competing, both being in our masculine energy and then competing with each other. And such. Right. Well, I, I can see it just walking in my neighborhood when I'm walking my dog. I mean, I, I can see a lot of times on a beautiful day, the husband will be hanging out in his garage all day and the wife will be inside all day. And it's just kind of to escape each other as opposed to, you know, wanting to be with each other. There's no desire. There's no lust. There's, you know, you just, she's nagging. I want to be in the garage and forget about it. And he's, you know, he smells or whatever. I just want to be cooking in the kitchen. I don't want that's to what you call sexless marriage. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what a pity. And what a pity because you once were so in love that you picked each other and you chose each other to be lifetime of fidelity. And it's just such a pity that that gets lost. That's what time. I say too, Debbie. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, I say that to, to, to the ladies that, that approached me with this. I said, well, what happened at the beginning of your relationship? Go back to that. Go back and revisit those feelings, those times that you spent together. It's still there. What you liked about them. Everything is yeah. still there. You know, you just covered it with a blanket, just unfold it, you know? Or you covered it with yes. positives. And, and a way to bring that back is like in the very first coaching session with a woman, I'll be like, we need a gratitude journal, right? Not only gratitude, what we, what's good about our life, but also gratitude for what we appreciate about our man and about our relationship with our man, because what we focus on grows. And then she forgets that 10% that's been annoying the heck out of her for right. years that she's been fixated on. And she thinks about that 90% that she's happy and grateful for about her man. And suddenly he feels appreciated. She feels uh, cherished. And then they can get happy again. It's that simple. It is that simple. It is. it is that simple. You're incredible. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? Because I want everyone in this world to hear you. And yeah, to- my website is called, my business is called More Intimacy. And I deliberately chose that name because when women hear intimacy, we think of this loving connection and, oh, it's like, like this safety and we talk vulnerably and we share our feelings, right? Intimacy. When a man hears intimacy, Roger, what does he think? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> a man hears intimacy and he hears sex. So I thought this with a name like more intimacy, we're bridging the gap. So my business is called more intimacy. My website, moreintimacy.net. I have a Facebook group. There's a couple thousand women in it and I um, called more intimacy in marriage for women. So you can find me there. I'm going to join um, that group, I, by the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love to have you need in the group. I'd love to have this video posted in it. In fact, oh, good. Um, yeah, we could post the video. It'd be great. And then you could find some new listeners and such <laughs> would be, be wonderful. You guys are a great couple. Oh my gosh. What a great couple. Thank you so much. Uh, I did want to ask you what, what... You, see me, you remind me of me and my beloved. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're just crazy about each other too. It's That's good. I'm, cool. I'm glad to hear that. Well, thank yeah. you. We're going to plug you everywhere. I'll have all this on our socials. I'll have it on the podcast. Then you never know. We might, we might just send you this video if it's good, and you can post it on your uh, Facebook. Just like it is probably good enough to put on the the Facebook as it is. Perfect. I love, I love it. Pretty, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome. I'm so glad you found me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming.
If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what we, what we have. We have.